0: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Have you ever made a decision that you thought would be helpful only to find out that you did more harm than good, either personally or professionally? I think we all have some instinct within us tells us to do something and then all hell breaks loose because we thought we were helping and instead our decision had consequences beyond our reasonable thoughts or instincts. Well, me witnessing that happen again the other day sparked this episode as I saw what one man thought was a good idea only to learn that he was very much upsetting a lot of people that he had never met. As leaders, It is our duty and obligation to be smart about our ideas and impulses. It is our responsibility to ask hard questions. It is our job to challenge the enthusiasm of ideas to ensure that they don't impact others in a negative way. Now, before I get into it, let's do our traditional reminder here of what it is that we are we're leaders. Leaders who recognize that we have influence in everything that we do, how we act, respond, heck, even how we walk and dress, it all impacts others. Everyone is a leader because all of us have influence over other people. Because a leader is anyone with influence, and we use that influence in ways that we don't know because people are always watching. However, being aware of that propels those around us. We lead by being empathetic and asking ourselves questions like, what would it be like to be this person in front of me? and we reflect daily on our ideas and actions by asking ourselves what went well today instead of keeping a scorecard of the ways that people have slighted us or all of the bad things that happened that made our day more difficult. It's kind of like I texted my kids the other morning for their morning reflections. Life happens for us, not to us. Okay, a few years ago, Which, now that I'm older, I don't know if that's three years or 20 years ago. I can't remember. But I was reading about change management when I learned about a concept called Chesterton's principle, a very simple concept and rule that we too often ignore. And in the world of change, well, i got to tell you, there's a guy named Chesterton, and he is as popular in the change management world as Newton and Isaac's rules are in physics. However, I find that it is too often that most of us have never heard of the principle and anyone who works with others is in a new position or is charged with change. Well, you should be talking about, thinking about, and acting on Chesterton's principle every single day. Now, before we get into it, I, of course, want to tell you a story to help you understand the principle. Last week, I was leading a continuous improvement session with a school system and we were in a conference center. I called for a break and people got up and we all went our separate ways to stretch our legs, check our phones, get some fresh air or use the bathroom. As I came around the corner, I saw the conference center manager and a maintenance man talking. The manager was speaking very firmly and that got my attention. I thought, what in the world could have happened that this poor guy was getting lit into in the hallway? Now, me being me, I couldn't help but spend an extra minute in the bathroom and wait until the interaction was over. And I came out of the bathroom and made a quip to the manager. Hey, leadership is pretty tough, huh? The manager then went on to say, Yeah, especially when people change things around here without thinking about it or asking about it. I thought to myself, Yes, she took the bait. My curiosity was only growing. I said, Well, what happened? She then went on to tell me, Well, I don't know. Do you really want to know? She said, I guess I must have looked like a colleague in somebody safe because, well, I was dressed up in a suit. So she thought hmm, maybe he's an empathetic friend. And then she went on to say, if you have a minute, I'll actually show you. At this point, I was all in and I forgot that a bunch of people would likely be waiting for me in a room down the hallway. Weirdly, she just turned, opened the bathroom door and walked in there with me. Now this was, (laughs) this is a unisex bathroom with one toilet, one sink, and a changing station. And there was a leather bench that looked like an ottoman sitting in there. And she closed the door behind me. She said, do you see that? And she pointed at the ottoman. I was like, yep. She then asked, do you know why it's there? I said, no. And actually, I wondered the same thing while I was in the bathroom before. It was a weird piece of furniture to put in the bathroom. It was really nice, and was made out of soft leather, and looked like two people could easily sit on it. I told her that when I was in the restroom earlier, I had been washing my hands, looking at it, thinking for a nanosecond, why is it there? But then I just went about my day. I mean, There was one of those changing stations that are built into the wall that fold down right above it. And every time I see one of those, I get flashbacks to when my kids were babies and how much I appreciated when I would find a bathroom that had one of those. And I shared that little point with her. Then she quipped back to me, well, there are a lot of women that appreciate that bench. My nonverbals kicked in and she said, exactly. Because the look on my face was my eyebrows were scrunched together and they became a very curious monobrow. She said, listen, sir, every time we hire a new second shift maintenance person, it seems like within a week or so, they look at the bench and they remove it, remove it. And then the next day I get a ton of complaints. I was thoroughly confused until she said one word to me, pumping. At this point, my eyebrows shot up to the top of my forehead. And she said, exactly. They ran a hotel conference center. Every large event they hosted. Well, there was likely a nursing mother there who likely needed to pump. And the worst thing in the world for a nursing mother is to have to sit in a stall in a bathroom and have no privacy or be able to find a respectful space to pump. Something I very much understand, having worked with women and moms my entire life as a teacher, or a principal, and a colleague. The nice and comfortable bench was made to be a large enough space to support both the mother and the equipment. And then they even had a refrigerator right down the hallway for the mothers. A very well thought out and very thoughtful idea. She went on to say that everyone who works there during the day refers mothers to those two bathrooms. And every once in a while, we're embarrassed and frustrated because the night crew removes the leather bench and we can't find it. Which then leads to the chaos that ensues as we're all running around trying to figure out where in the world the darn benches are and trying to help a mother who at that moment very much needs that bench. When she was finished, I said to the manager, hey, I totally get it. That's called the Chesterton principle. Now, it was her turn to have her eyebrows make weird contortions. She asked me, what in the world is that? And I said, listen, I got to get back in that room down the hallway, but I'll find you at our next break. About an hour later, I saw her hovering around the door before I had finished for our break. And I decided at that point, I'm going to call a break. I said, okay. I stepped out in the hallway and she was very kind. And she said, what, what is it? I said, all right. Chesterton's principle is a concept that's very simple and should be taught within your organization. If you want to stop people from routinely making changes that make sense to them, but have significant consequences for others, and they don't even understand how or why that could happen, you need to create a culture and expectation around curiosity when people want to make changes. I mean, you want managers to be innovative, right? And you want them to fix what's bothering them. And most importantly, you want them to have the autonomy to address issues that are facing them without them having to do a million checkbox approval process. You see, Chesterton's principle is very simple. It's this. Never remove a fence without first understanding why it was put there. Too often, People come upon a barrier in life or in an organization and they just tear it down. They don't take the time to honor what led to the fence. They tear it down and there are a lot of unforeseen consequences, more problems, and then they eventually go back to a similar process that the legacy employees laugh at as they watch the new person cycle from taking down the fence to putting up a new fence and then taking credit for the fence being there in the first place while everyone else is like, well, if you had to remove the old fence, you wouldn't even be having this conversation. (laughs) When you apply Chesterton's principle in your thinking, what occurs is that you get curious and you practice organizational empathy. You ask things like, why is this happening? And what's the history? Whose idea was this? And why did they do it? What resources were spent? And what will happen if we change? The bench in the bathroom, well, that was the fence. It slows things down for the cleaning people. So it's in their way. It is in the way and appears unnecessary as a result to the people responsible for cleaning. All of that makes sense when you say it out loud. I too would have likely been like, get that thing out of here, at least before I understood the rules of change management. Now, what is the issue here? What's the root? And who's at fault? Well, in my interaction with the manager, I shared with her that they had a process problem and that the maintenance guy didn't deserve the caboose chewing because at the end of the day, they should have a process in place that explains unique elements of each room or, at the very least, expect people to ask why things are in the places they are. As leaders, we are ultimately accountable for the actions of those around us, like it or not. And instead of making someone feel they wronged, make sure they understand. So what do we do? Well, I have two thoughts for you. One is how you onboard, and the other is a review process. Wait, 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 before I go too far... I want to tell you how this ended. The manager at the end of the day came up to me as I was walking out to my car and said, Hey, I went to the maintenance man and apologized, and then I explained Chesterton's principle. Because after you and I spoke, Ted, I then spent an hour online looking at videos and reading different blog posts about the principle, and then I explained it to my head of maintenance and the new guy. Well, Ted, I then spent the next hour walking around the hotel and the conference center with both of them as we toured our own workspaces and continued to ask, why is this here? Why do we do this? Do we actually have to do this in the future? She explained that they found all types of stuff that none of them understood and other things that they understood and could stop or improve. Most of the things that no one understood turned out to be franchise quality expectations that were put there years ago. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Being curious about your organization is something that should be intentional. I have a TED principle for you. Now listen up. I just spoke in third person, so this is big. Whenever there is a problem, take the problem to the problem. That's my principle. That manager could have simply done what we all see all over the place. She could have just put up a big sign next to the bench that says, do not ever remove this bench. Or she could teach Chesterton's principle, learn it herself, and help her team be curious and avoid another dumb sign that gets lost amongst all the other signs they put up in bathrooms all over the place. Employees must wash hands kind of stuff. Okay, so as a leader, what are you going to do? Well, whenever there's a change being requested to something that is a tradition within the organization, a policy developed by that last person or a habit that exists, instead of blowing it up, ask why. Yep. The question mastered by every three, four, and five-year-old child on the planet. Why? Then check with your legacy experts on your staff or in your world and ask them, do you know why? To get the validation. This idea that all the people before you were ignorant or didn't know what they were doing is a great example of the arrogance of new leadership. I'm smarter than that last person, so I'm going to make the changes. I've never seen anything like this. This doesn't even make any sense. In my last organization, we would have never done it this way. (sighs) Well, guess what? In your last organization, they came upon those rules because of the conditions that were there and maybe the conditions in your new place are such that you shouldn't be touching anything yet. And when you do stuff like this, it's disengaging, it's frustrating, and it supports a a narrative about you, that is, if you're the leader. The second process is a simple one. It should be done annually by a collaborative group of people. And it's super simple. Just draw three circles, from the top to the bottom of a sheet of paper, and draw yourself a stoplight. Red. List next to the red stoplight, what should we stop doing that is no longer relevant or applicable to the organization? Of course, this is only after you've answered why they exist for each of those items. Yellow. What are our opportunities for improvement or iteration? In other words, what are the things we're doing that might not always be needed but can be improved? And finally, green light. We're going to keep these, and most importantly, we're going to explain it and make sure that they continue to be successful. Why? It is such a powerful premise, principle, question, an engagement opportunity for you through the change process. And so is the Chesterton principle. Understanding it, explaining it, and expecting why— Is a critical function of any team or organization. Hey, Ted, what if I'm not in a position to lead all of this out? Well, simple. Politely ask and advocate for this process. Maybe shoot this podcast to someone who is in charge. Introduce your leaders to the Chesterton principle. I mean, Gilbert Chesterton was a poet, essayist, and philosopher who took a common sense idea, made a metaphor, and taught the world to ask before changing, and he made it into a highly sustained and studied principle in business schools all over the world. Bottom line, never destroy something that was put in place before you. Never change a policy without understanding why it was developed. And whatever you do as a new leader to a new group, don't get rid of a tradition that you do not understand. In the case of the bench in the bathroom, one person unknowingly did all of those things each time they got the job. People get pretty upset with change. And the reason is that most changes have not been explained. They shift traditions or they create more work because whatever we were doing before, well, we all learned it, we were used to it, and we don't want new stuff just because you're new. The principle is simple. Before instituting anything, ask yourself why and make sure everyone else understands it. Because if you're gonna take down the fence, Well, a bunch of buffaloes are going to charge right through it and right at you. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe where you can institute the Chesterton Principle. List decisions you're facing that could apply the principle. And identify a lesson you've learned from breaking the Chesterton Principle. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening. And please make sure to share and rate this episode. Also, go on to the CISA 6 website and search for Buffalo Leadership to see all of the tools that accompany all of the podcasts, as well as find other great opportunities for you to continue and grow and learn with me or my awesome team at CISA 6. And thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music. It's kind of fun. I got a cute note the other day from one of you who shot me a instant message on Facebook saying, I'm in my classroom putting up my bulletin boards and I want to thank you for introducing me to the well pennies because I'm cranking them as I'm stapling. Now, there are so many examples of the Chesterton principles in all of our lives. Yet, change is necessary and it allows us to evolve and survive. There will be people who will weaponize this principle to defend and fight any changes. And it is important for you to see that coming and to call it out. There are fences that have outlived their usefulness and purpose. Absolutely. And there are benches in places no longer needed because new innovations have replaced them. So be cautious as a change agent to fully understand what is going on around you. But don't be afraid to take the risk if the change is necessary and needed. But remember, Please, make certain people understand that this principle is there and why it exists. And that it is there because you will allow the change to now be received respectfully. You will now recognize the why. You will honor the change, the traditions, and the need for new policy by being thoughtful in your process. Every time someone throws out the old, well, why do we have to do this? Don't hear that as a challenge to you or your leadership. See it as an opportunity to improve and develop stronger understandings and do it in advance because they actually might be protecting a good fence. Or when you hear, why do we have to do this? Well, you can say things like, listen, if we don't stretch before practice, we get hurt. And when young people fire back, I never get hurt. Well, remember, you're young and flexible. And that is, of course, until you're not. This week, look at the challenges around you as an opportunity not to challenge people, instead to challenge your own assumptions. People are doing the best they can, and sometimes that's just simply not good enough, and that is a storm worth stepping into so that everyone around you finds success. The Chesterton's principle is simple. It's guiding, and if everyone's on the same page and understands it, a lot of change will occur that is good, and yet, we will also preserve things put in place because of a great reason in our history and once before. This week, let's be Buffalo in charge into the world looking for opportunities to ask the simple question, why? So that we all run into the storm together.
1: Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountain shining Is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country road. Take me home Should have been home yesterday Yesterday Country roads Take me home To the place I belong West Virginia Mountain mama Take me home Country roads, country roads, take me home to the place.